Your life will be filled with making decisions. And how do you go about it? Do you trust your gut? Are you influenced by your heart? Or are you ruled by your head more? I've got a really simple tool that I use lots when making decisions and I'd like to share that with you today. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 69. Today we are going to talk about decisions, decisions, decisions. I am sure there have been times in your life, maybe currently, where you've been driving yourself crazy by trying to make the best decision. Or because of the decision that you're trying to make and you might be feeling confused, you might be feeling conflicted, we sometimes end up avoiding making the decisions in effect, not making a decision and staying where we are or going backwards. Or you might end up just making the wrong decision for you or not the best decision. Well, let's make sure that you don't fall into that trap. Or the next time that you've got to make a decision, then you make life a little bit or a lot easier using some of these techniques and tools that I've been using that I'd love to share with you today. This episode, like many of the episodes I record, has been inspired by a great conversation that I was having with one of my coaching clients. And it's a fairly new relationship in terms of us working together. And this client is going through some decision making in their business. And they had two options that they saw was possible and they were exploring. And they asked me the question of, Osman, how do you make decisions? Do you go with your head more or do you go with your heart more? And I responded and said, well, neither. Because for me, I actually go with my gut more. And that generally has served me in the best possible way. And some of the decisions that I've made across my life so far, through my head or through my heart, and actually ignoring my gut, well, they've not always turned out to be the best decisions in hindsight. So how about you? Are you ruled more by your head? Do you trust your heart more or do you trust your gut? Well, let's explore that together today. And I may even share some very personal examples and experiences from business and life in general, because after all, we are business owners, but before that, we are human beings who are always making decisions. And what I find really fascinating about this whole topic is that our unique personalities can really play out here in terms of how we might go and make decisions or our type of thinking in general. So I am a very logical type of person in general. I'm very grounded and I like things to be quite realistic. And that's why a lot of clients come to me and work with me because I can help them to get their ideas and then look at, right, how do we make that a reality in a very practical way as well. But even saying that, that doesn't mean that making logical decisions all the time makes me have the best decisions. Because again, the gut response that we have can often really tap into our unconscious mind in terms of what we're thinking, how it fits with what's important to us. And generally, when you're not trusting your gut, that's when things can become very interesting 
and not always interesting in the best or the most fun way as well. So a couple of examples in the past where earlier in my business, I entered into a partnership with another business owner and on paper, logically it made absolute sense. But again, I still remember my gut reaction at the time was, oh, why did I start my own business in the first place? If I was to enter this partnership, then it would take me off that path or off that plan. But I remember just going, no, 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 it makes absolutely perfect sense. We were both doing things very similarly in the marketplace at that point. We got on really well as friends, but I did go against my gut there and I ruled by my head. And very quickly, I then started to realise that wasn't the best decision for me or for them as well. And there's been plenty of times where I've had great opportunities presented to me. And my first reaction was, no. But then I thought, it's a no brainer. It's great. I felt really honoured to be asked to do something. It makes sense. I've got the skills. The date is available. Yeah, let's get involved on that project or that workshop. Even at those times when I was then procrastinating to send over the confirmation or do some of the admin stuff, I would then go, right, let's just do it. And guess what would happen? Those would be the workshops or the events where I'd really feel like I'd have to dig really deep to do it. And I'd walk away and I'd feel really drained. I'd feel like it was hard work compared to those other times where it just felt so much fun, so much in flow and really effortless as well. And I remember a time where actually I was working for a consultancy and they basically would come and present amazing opportunities for me. And what happened was I could see in my diary there was a period of time where I was really busy with other commitments. And what I ended up doing in the past was still going okay, I could do that, I could fit it in and then really just get to that point where I was really stretched and I was still doing everything, but I'd go and look at my diary and think, how did this happen? Who agreed on all these events in this one week? And actually, I'd take a step back and go, that was me. So with this particular organisation, I remember saying to them, I'm not available during this period of time. So it was still quite logical But I remember also saying to them, because inevitably, I would still get the calls when they'd say, oh, man, we're just phoning on the off chance. If you're available, we've got this great opportunity. You would be the perfect coach or the perfect trainer for it. And then they would, in the past, tell me who the client was. And that's where I'd start to go, ooh, that'd be really cool to work with that big organisation. Oh, I've always dreamed of working with them. And then my head would kick in or even my heart, as I'll go on to talk about, and I'd start to go, oh, okay, let's make it happen. So I did say to the organisers in this company to say, even before you tell me who the company is, I am not available because I didn't want to get in that loop or starting to think about going against my gut to say, absolutely, it's not the best decision for me and not to be influenced by those other factors such as who the client might be or what the opportunity might be as well. And then it comes into question around, well, should we trust our heart more? And yes, our heart beats fast. It gives us some clues as well. But from personal experience, 
I still think that the heart can lead us astray at times. It's like we are wearing our rose-tinted glasses. We can start to romanticise what we think we could do or what the opportunity is. And we can end up kidding ourselves on and not really seeing the things that are staring us in the face in terms of why it might not be the best decision. But we then go with the, oh, wouldn't it be amazing? Let's just do it as well. And that's like, let's be honest, pretending that you love all parts or all behaviours or all habits about your partner, okay? I absolutely love my wife to bits, but I don't love all her habits, especially when she leaves some crumbs around after making a sandwich or buttering some toast, or how she thinks that she's 99.9% right all of the time. And I think I don't like that part because typically she is right 99.9% of the time. Actually, maybe she should be recording this episode and not me. So let me take it back to what I said to my client in terms of why my gut tends to give me better responses or better indications of what is the right decision for me based upon who I am, based upon my values, based upon my decisions and generally even around what my vision is of what I want to make happen as well. And that's why I personally do believe that if you trust your gut, it can give you so much more power, especially if you do listen to it and act upon it. So I shared the really simple and powerful technique that I've been using over the years And they laughed, first of all, saying, you cannot be serious, Osman. But I was saying, don't knock it until you've really tried it. And it's helped me massively. And it is simplistic. And I know you're going to have that question around, seriously, come on, come up with something more sophisticated. Tell me something that will massively help me. But trust me on this one and give it a go. So this is really useful to use, especially if you're making a decision where there are two options, i.e. option A or option B. And I'll talk about other options or when there's more factors at play later on. So once you've got, right, okay, decision A or should I go down to decision B? Well, I want you to get something that I'm sure you've got handy around you, a coin, right? And I want you to allocate option A to either heads or tails and option B to being the opposite one. We're going to play a game of heads or tails. No, I am not mad. And then you're simply basically going to take your coin and you are going to flip it. But what I want you to do in that moment that that coin is up in the air and it's about to land back down, I want you to just truly tap into and trust your gut And I want you just to notice what is the decision or what is the result that you want that to land on. Because in that moment, your gut honestly screams to you if you listen. And that's where your gut reaction will come in in terms of going, oh, I really hope it's A or B. I told you it's simple, but don't let the simplicity of it devalue it because it can be really powerful on big decisions and also small decisions. I've used this many times when staring at a menu going, oh, do I want A or do I want B? And I'll go, right, let's flip a coin. And on one hand, it actually feels like it's like you're taking the decision away from you. But in actual fact, you're really owning that decision because in that moment, you will know what the right decision is for you. So give it a go. And I'd love to hear how you get on with it as well. 
I can't actually remember who taught me that technique, but I remember it was back in my early days when I was learning NLP and it was very much around trusting our unconscious mind or our subconscious mind because it really knows you better than you even sometimes know yourself in a logical or a heart-based way. So that's one technique for you to put into action and see how you get on with. But I want to share another technique with you as well. And this is something that I have used without realizing that I was actually using it. And it was only after listening to a podcast episode the other week by the wonderful Marie Forleo. And she was talking about her new book that is coming out any day now called Everything is Figure Outable. I absolutely love that saying and it's something that has been etched in my mind since I first came across Marie many, many years ago. So she was talking about trusting your gut and decision making as well and I think it's going to be a big part of her new book. So instead of flipping a coin here, imagine you're still choosing between two examples. This technique also works really well with multiple options. So it could be option A, B, C or D. And what you simply do, and I say simply because it is simple, but we just have to train ourselves or retrain ourselves to actually trust and feel into what message our gut reaction is trying to give you. So imagine you take option A first of all. And I want you to imagine that you go, right, I have decided to go ahead with this option. Close your eyes, visualize it as if it was happening right now, see what you see, hear what you hear, and truly feel what you feel. And what you want to notice is, does it feel automatically and does your gut feel really open? Does it feel expansive? Do you feel empowered? Or do you actually have any signals where you feel quite restrictive or you feel like your body's contracting in a way? And sometimes it might be you breathe in or you stop breathing as well. And that again gives you massive clues. So if that option feels really open and expansive and empowering, well, that could be a good decision for you to take. But if the opposite happens, if you automatically recoil or if it feels restrictive, again, you have to go really quickly and trust your gut before your head or before your heart gets involved. That can give you a real clue in terms of uh -uh, that might not be the best decision for you. And then I do the same with the other option. So you'd go to option B to see actually how does that feel when you think about it, when you see, hear, feel. Do you feel open and expansive and feeling empowered by it or does it feel restrictive or that you're contracting? And the reason why I say, even if it is just option A or option B, to do it with both of those decisions or those options is because actually sometimes you might feel that both options do feel contractive or you feel, oh, that's not right. Or you actually might feel both of the options feel open and expansive. And that then gives you the opportunity to explore. Maybe it's not just a either or. Maybe there's a way that you can come up with a different option or some options that include different variables or different elements of it. So I have used this approach without really thinking about it, as I said before. So it's not the flipping a coin, although it does give you the same result. I used this when I was making a decision whether to go to Las Vegas last year after my little accident on the trampoline. And the doctors weren't giving me a clear cut, no, man, you can't go. It was like, a, mm, well, you should be OK to fly by that stage. But I really wanted to make a decision. So I wasn't in that limbo land. 
And I remember really picturing myself and visualizing myself going there and automatically my whole body just like contracted and then I went, that's not the right option for me to go. And then I thought, okay, what if it was for me to decide not to go? And it just felt very freeing and open and just empowering to go. I'm making the decision. I'm not waiting for someone else to say you can or you can't go. And at that point, I just was like, decision is made. And the key thing was after it, I didn't wallow in it. And even when my friend and his friends were going away, I wasn't sitting being miserable. It was like, a, have made the decision. It's a right decision. You're going to have a great time. And it was kind of quite matter of fact in that way. And again, I'll share another really personal example with you. As you may know, because I talk a lot and I share a lot on this podcast and on social media, We are expecting our third baby in a good couple of months time now and it's been a really interesting journey. I will say the word journey because it has because Shireen has always wanted to have lots and lots and lots of babies and I initially thought that I wanted to have a lot of babies but after we had the first one and the second one I thought it's a lot harder work than I expected it to be. And I thought, I'm absolutely, totally happy with two amazing boys. We are a complete family. And my head started to kick in in terms of why would you have more than two kids? Two is the magic number because it's better for holidays. It's better for cars. You know, you've got two hands if you're out in that way. But then there were times where your heart would kick in and you'd go, it would be really nice. But then I'd feel, well, why rock the boat? Be really grateful for the amazing boys that we've got. And let's now focus on the journey as a family as we all continue to grow up into the evolving chapters as well. And then my heart would go, well, what if we had another baby and we'd end up resenting it? Especially in those moments of sleepless nights or tantrums or just the fun parts of being a parent. But then I'd think, oh, well, what if we'd get to the point and we'd regret not having another baby? So can you see how if you just focus on your head or you just try and trust your heart, you can go round and round in circles? And I got to a point where I thought, right, decisions made from my point of view. Let's just keep the status quo. And then we were having a really interesting conversation. Or should I say Shireen started a very interesting conversation whilst I was ironing some clothes before going to bed. And basically she said, okay, so man, are we having another baby or not? And my reaction probably wasn't the best thing to come out of my mouth because I said something along the lines of, seriously, is this even still up for discussion? Because in my head, I thought the decision has been made, but that's a whole nother episode about the lack of communication, I suppose as well. So we didn't really talk too much about it, but what that flagged to me was that, okay, we were in different places and it opened up that conversation in my head again around, okay, am I completely set on the decision that I thought I'd made and what are we going to do going forward or what are we not going to do? But the funny thing is we didn't actually have a conversation after it. It was like we kind of talked about it that night. I kind of then went to bed and then the next day we just didn't talk about it. And for a good few weeks, We just didn't talk about the subject. So fast forward a few weeks after that, I was then getting ready to go down to England. I was going to one of my clients' amazing celebration events. And after that, there was a series of events where I was going to be doing a lot of work and traveling. And I still remember going down to this event. There was a few people that I was traveling down with and baby chat was happening everywhere. 
And I just remember going, hmm, has Shireen put his up to this? And we were talking about it on the flight down and in the car. And then I was there walking around the Harry Potter studios in London, seeing babies everywhere. So it was very much in my radar. And on the way back from that trip, I was sitting, flying back from London, back up to Glasgow, evening flight. I had some time to think or just to be pretty present. And I remember just sitting there after having a conversation with my friend who was sitting next to me. And then she was busy doing some work ahead of a training event. So I then sat and I literally closed my eyes and I was visualising in terms of, okay, what would life feel like? What would it be like if we had another baby? And my instant gut reaction was it just felt expansive. It felt open. It just felt great in that way. And then I thought, okay, let me just see the other option. So let's see what would happen or how it'd feel if we never even gave ourselves the option or the possibility of having another baby in our family and my instant reaction just felt quite contracted and just closed and in that moment I kid you not the decision in my head had been made I got that perspective just by tapping into did it feel open and expansive or did it feel like closed in that way And the even funnier thing is that the plane landed at Glasgow Airport, I got a taxi home, I walked in the house and Shireen was sitting watching One Born Every Minute. And I just laughed at myself, but again, I didn't have a conversation. I didn't say, Shireen, by the way, I have decided that this is what I would like in terms of our future and our family in that way. And long story short, and fast forward another few weeks, Shireen decided to do a test and it came as being positive. But the really funny thing is that we had still not had a conversation around what decision I made on that plane journey back home. So you could just imagine her response or how she thought I might react, which was completely different from how I did react because I was over the moon because it was like, this is a decision that I was really bought into, that I really wanted, that I felt perfect. And the even better thing was it just all fell into place and it was effortless and very much in flow. The funnier part is, obviously, before that conversation, if anybody around me had asked or talked about babies like my friends and my family and my sister and my brother, I'd automatically be going, no, 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 it's not for me, two is perfect. So when we told them the good news, they were obviously all delighted. But I still remember them looking at me going, how does this man really feel about it? And honestly, I kept having to tell people the whole story of, no, 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 because on that plane journey home, I did this and I absolutely knew this was the right thing. So it wasn't the case of me then choosing to get on board with the decision. It was actually, I was part of the decision and I actually effectively made that happen because I made the decision. Does that make sense? So I share that example with you, a very personal example, because If we do sometimes go against our gut reaction and if we just try and rule by the head or by the heart, it can still get us all tied up in knots. So that's why if you trust your gut, then you can speed things up, you can get those signals and you can move things forward as well. And I just wish I had actually done that beforehand and um, probably still made sure that Shireen got her quota of being 99.9% right in that way. So I'd really recommend that you put this into action. So you could either flip a coin or you could do the one which is more about just visualizing and trusting to see does it feel expansive, does it feel open or does it feel contractive or does it feel like your body just closes in because that will give you a real clue. 
And the more and more you do this and trust your gut, but not just trust your gut, but then act upon the decision that your gut is giving you instead of going against it or ignoring it, then it becomes a lot more louder is the only way I could describe it, that you, even through conversations, either through your own thinking, you get to tune into really quickly what your gut reaction is. So your decisions could be a lot quicker and a lot more impactful as well. And remember, I honestly believe that even as a coach, I am not the person to tell any of my clients, this is what you should do, or this is what you've got to do. It's up to every individual to make the right decision for them. And as a coach, my job is to make sure that they're asking the right questions that we're really looking and exploring and we're helping them to get out their way and bringing to mind some of what their goals are, looking at what's important to them. But really, trusting your gut is the best thing that you can do to help you as a business owner, as a partner, as a human being in lots of different ways. So just allow yourself to have fun with this and test it for you. And I'd also encourage you to take a trip down memory lane when you have made decisions in the past where you now look back and think, what was I thinking? Why did I make that decision? And go back and really think about it and just tap into seeing what was your gut reaction saying at that point? Did you ignore it or did you just not really pay attention or tune into it. And then the flip side, think about the decisions that you made and you look back at them and you go, it was the best decision that I made. Again, go back and think about what was your gut reaction telling you at that time? And I'm sure you're glad that you did listen to it at that point. And that might again give you that confidence in yourself and your gut reaction in terms of it often knows the best thing for you as well. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on these techniques and how you get on with putting them into action or if you have used these when it comes to making decisions for you and your life and your business so far to help you to get out your way. You can connect with me on social media, on Instagram, on LinkedIn and Facebook or drop me an email and you can find out all the best ways over on the show notes which you'll find at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 69. And if you haven't already, I would be absolutely over the moon if you could take a moment to leave a review over on Apple Podcasts to tell me your thoughts on this podcast and obviously subscribe and leave a star rating. That then helps me to help you even more and other business owners to get out their way. And like I said, use this in many, many decisions that you're making. Big decisions, small decisions, business decisions, relationship decisions, dining decisions. And I'm sure you'll see that there's no end to this. And the funny thing is that sometimes you make a decision and that then means that there'll be other decisions on the back of it. Including, for example, my lovely wife having the idea that it would be great for us to do some pretty major house renovations and um, to get another bedroom built. My gut reaction is telling me that would not be the best decision, but Shireen's got a different reaction. So that could be a great topic for another podcast episode. How do you make joint decisions when you've got competing gut reactions? But yeah, watch this space and we shall see if Shireen is 99.9% right on that one as well. So until next week, I look forward to hearing how you get on with this and I look forward to sharing even more ways for you to get out your way. Bye for now. 
If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.